Hello, bienvenue and welcome to Oblivious Book Review, the podcast where we speak about our recent readings and a lot of other things. Today, your hosts are Sander and Elio. And today we are going to speak about the Depth System, History of Sovereign Depths and Their Reputation, a book by Eric Toussaint. Hello, good morning everyone. Hey. Elio, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Things have been uh, going great for me, so it's not... Everyone always say like, uh, oh, I can't complain, and that sounds quite sad, but now it's much more than I can't complain, is I can uncomplain. <laughs> the opposite <laughs> of complain. I'm, I'm in a good, uh, good path right now. Like a good spirit and a good spirit yes. to talk for our new episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, today we are uh, only us two, right? So no get special guest speaker. No, only us two. It feels quite lonely. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe for next uh, episode, we can find a new guest speaker again who is willing to uh, introduce <laughs> an uh, interesting book for us. Yeah. Having a guest speaker is very useful as well when we don't uh, read book fast enough to yeah. the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, it's absolutely not what we, we're doing that. No, I agree. But yeah, I think you had something to say about one of the previous books we read, right? Yes, because... Uh, If you are a frequent listener to our episodes, VIP uh, listeners <laughs> and VIL, very yeah. important listener. We, um, I actually uh, was talking about a book uh, two episodes ago about uh, Catch 22. Yes. And uh, we uh, were discussing about what Catch 22 was and what it means, which basically means that it's an, an, uh, a loop where you can't get out where you have to make a decision which is very contradictory. And no matter what the decision will be, you will be stuck in the same situation. Mm-hmm. And then we were then brainstorming about what will be, what is the opposite of maybe Catch-22. A positive loop in which you are yeah. managing to stay. Yeah, exactly. Because then uh, the opposite of what I think of Catch-22 would be uh, a loop which is our only positive feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, what did you come up with? I came up with something very basic. It's called Loop 34. <laughs> and the 34, please be ready, guys. Why did you choose 34? Um, because it sounds nice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Loop 34. <laughs> so, if anyone, instead of uh, wanting to say this very long word of uh, virtuous cycle, just say, oh, Loop 34. Exactly. And so then, it's for free. Uh, thank you, guys. That's uh, no, from Sender. Doesn't have any uh, trademark uh, or you call that uh, pattern on it. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no. But yeah, well, let's focus a bit on the subject of today. Yes, it, exactly. It's a book that I feel I could be speaking about for hours. It was a, a bit of a long book, but oh. I also feel like. Um, <laughs> I say that for every book I read, that I could speak about it for very long. Again, mm-hmm. I should check the, the other episode, but I think it's something I say every time. <laughs> yeah, you, you tend to be very um, talkative of subjects you like, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> we take this as a compliment. <laughs> so, uh, I usually have a, comment, um, yeah, a commentaire 
commentary from Sender, which is that I get stuck in the same kind of subject all the time. He usually say that I should broaden my perspectives mm -hmm. and that I get stuck in the field of ecology, uh, climate, uh, this kind of thing that I'm, uh, I am indeed very interested mm -hmm. into. But therefore, I decided to read a bit about finance and economy because it's as well very interesting. So today, I'm going to speak about um, the, a book called the, the Debt System, History of Sovereign Debt and Their Repudiation, uh -huh. a book by uh, Eric Toussaint. It's a, it's a French uh, economist. Oh, he's actually a political scientist. That's uh, what his PhD was about. Okay. And he, he did a lot of work uh, within economy. And he's pretty, pretty well known, pretty published. His, trans his um, books are translated in many languages, so he's someone that is in the spot. So um, he's actually a uh, French scientist or an e economist or... A political scientist, I would say. Uh, so he's also a politician in France. Yeah, you know, politics and economics is pretty <laughs> closely related. Yeah, but he's, uh, he's actually actively involved with politics at the moment or... Uh, like he's, in a, he's a writer and he is uh, one of the founders of a group called the CRDTM, okay, which that? stands for the... Um, what do you think it stands for? <laughs> C-D-R-C-A-D-T-M. C-A-D-T-M. Uh, it's related to the subject of the book. Uh, credit. Mm -hmm. uh, credit. Uh, no, asset. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so this stands for pretty good, actually. I mean, I'm impressed. I wouldn't have been able to say anything than uh, cat... Uh, <laughs> Alumni destroying <laughs> towers, <laughs> monkey. <laughs> so now this stands for Committee of the Abolition of Ill Illegitimate Debt. Wow. Illegitimate. So that's really his thing, actually, to destroy these debts that for him are a scam. Or mm. another way to call it is uh, illegitimate debt or uh, odious debt. Does that make sense if I odious? say odious? Odious. But no, odious for me doesn't really mean something. Can be like, obnoxious, uh -huh. obnoxious debts or that that are not fair, like unfair debts, kind of. Okay. That's so, a big yeah. theme in the, the book, actually. Mm -hmm. So in this book, it's very dense, very informative, like uh, about the real history. It gives a lot of example. Uh, it gives only example, actually. His whole uh, process, he explains it. It's always the same. And he explained it through uh, many examples that uh, takes place from the 1830, like mm -hmm. 18, 1800s already. He starts there with the, explaining the history of the world in which we live today mm. through the perspective of depth from mm. this time. Mm. And so why is he so angry at depth? Because but depth is something quite fair, right? Like yeah. you borrow money and you give money back with a bit more money, like interest. Yeah, I would just right. I was just uh, something on, uh, wondering as well because it, something before on on why does he only use like cases? Like, mm -hmm. uh, um, what is the reason he is it the way to explain it better to make it more tangible to to understand what's he talking about or? Ah, that's definitely it. Yes, there is this reason, and I guess if you give example as well, it's uh, informative because it's real things that happen. So it's uh, developing the the reader's culture to know yeah. when someone will speak about the um, the Cuba crisis, mm -hmm. 
you had you know that Cuba had some troubles with the US and some trouble uh, with US allies or uh, the only crisis I know with Cuba is the the missiles from uh, that Russia want to place in Cuba mm -hmm. on the uh, close to the United States that, that I think they call it as well Cuba crisis but it's not sure well, Cuba has been in a lot of troubles and for me this this book have been the occasion to learn more about it from mm -hmm. this perspective but so I think to, to start to explain everything, and when I explain this, it explains uh, the process that is going on through the entire book. Yeah. So, uh, why, why is he so angry about debts? Mm -hmm. uh, it's because in his book, debts have been used as a way to conquer other land or to kind of colonize other places, other, other countries. Mm. That's a, a way to conquer. It's a war, a war tool. It's a weapon. Mm -hmm. Debt is used as a weapon, literally. And this kind of makes sense why we so often hear that we are in an economical war. This is part of it. So the process is actually very simple. Uh, you have a country that uh, are need in, in need of money, usually to finance an army, but uh, let's keep it simple. Country A wants some money. Country B, usually from Europe or a mm -hmm. wealthy country, is willing to give some money but usually to very high rates. Yeah. So the, the thing to very keep it simple, A wants some money, B gives some money, then A is not able to pay as much as he should have because it's too much money, because so many things can happen. This is uh, the rest of his history, kind of. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the, the country who gave the money, the creance, creance people, I'm not sure Which the term in English, the, the one who gives the money. Uh, the lender. The lender, yeah. yeah. The lender can start to ask for some things from the from the country that received the money, and so this starts that can start slowly by saying, okay, it seems like you can't pay us, so we will have to make some of your decision for you, so you can uh, pay us because you don't know how to administrate your own country, mm -hmm. and this is a very slippery slope to get to the point when actually you making the decisions and you ruling the country. Mm -mm. And ruling a country that is colonized is not good for that country because a lot of his wealth will usually go to the colonizing country. Yeah, the parent co country, I would say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The parent country will vampirize yeah. Uh, yeah. at least a part of the wealth of the um, colonized country. Yeah. And debt is a way to reach a legal colonizing. Mm -hmm. That's the way that is used in his book. So um, many, many new countries, for example, one of the first examples given in the book is taking place in Latin America mm -hmm. when there was a lot of revolutions and these revolutionary people, uh, they want money to wage war against a power that is more established than them. Mm -hmm. And uh, the lenders, of course, they're ready to, to lend money, but because there is such a need of emergency, because these people are needing the money right now, they don't have a choice uh, for many reasons, then the, the people lending the money can ask very high rate of interest and there are many rules that make them... They say, for example, I give you $100, but actually with certain uh, tax, you will only receive sometimes even like $40, mm -hmm. but then you have to pay interest on 100 because they said they give you 100 But out of this, there is um, a value that they, they take away, plus there is the commission and there is so many... So many rules that make it that in the end, from the from the money you've asked and the money that is said to be given to you, 
there is much less that actually will be on your bank account, and you mm -hmm. will have to pay usually a lot, like really a lot back. Yeah. And so the, yeah. the, the big problem that can happen in dictature is that very often you can have uh, the leaders in the country, so the, the leading group, that will ask for some money, but then if they can, the people that will have to pay will be the people of the country because yeah. they create the wealth. Yeah, they They're the one that generates some uh, extra money that can be taxated and then yeah. used uh, for the country. And so when, uh, let's say, in a dictatorship country, someone uh, asks for money in the name of the country and gets the money and develops something for himself, for his own clan, for his relative, for something for himself, own, but then uh... everyone has to pay, that doesn't seem very fair. Mm. <laughs> I mean, uh, what type of examples do, does he use? Like, does he use countries ex as examples in this kind of depth? Of, yeah, um... very often country. He speaks about um, uh, the <coughs> Latin American revolutions, as I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Mexico have been yeah. trying to repudiate or renounce to their depth, mm. depth already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he speaks about Soviet Russia as mm. well, one of the last examples that actually managed to say no to their depths because, you know, that's one thing that's very interesting as well. When you are uh, an individual and you contract a debt, you have to pay back. You have to, you know you will have to pay back. But when you're so big, when you're a country, then sometimes you can say, mm, no, I, I don't like the rules anymore of this debt, mm -hmm. so we, um, we're not going to pay that. <laughs> well, you know, maybe now Russia isn't the case, but uh, a few years back, Iceland was in the same situation as well. That, mm -hmm. uh, that was during the credit crisis and um, this country um, uh, so during the credit crisis I think 2007-2009 I guess um, was uh, a lot of banks were almost on the brick of bankruptcy right? Which year did you say? 2007-2009 something like that? Yeah right? 2008 is the, the finance crisis. Yeah. So and I think in France probably was back then also some banks who had probably a lot of issues with uh, yeah maybe they had uh, state funds to survive yeah this was similar like in Iceland as well but Iceland's economy is too small that the government could not finance those banks they cannot so, uh, fund back no uh, so you know, they could do it but then that mean that the whole population had to pay back those debts for 30 years or 40 years mm -hmm. and that's because of bad decision of their government and I guess people yeah. were not so happy about it <laughs> yeah they were and so how I remember it is that the current of the current uh, the president who was in charge back then he decided to bankrupt his country because he could not bear the that uh, the future generations should pay for the debt what they cost now Exactly, that's so. very a uh, kind of um, uh, odd-use debt. That's very uh, a good example of odd-use debt that I rely like we supposedly are in debt of that much, but it's unfair to be in debt of that much. It's not. Uh, it's not right. No. <laughs> so we don't pay it. Yeah, and a lot of con uh, like a lot of countries or people had criticism against the decision of Iceland because if one country does, maybe more country will do it more. And they were like uh, making these doom scenarios that uh, Iceland will be never be 
prosperous anymore and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I, but I think they do the after a few years, yeah, which kind of was kind of hard, but they seem to be on the right track again to be stabilized uh, economy. That's what the book says as well, that most of the countries that manage to say no to the depth and it's a, a very juridical, complicated um, process. It's not like, oh, we don't, and it happens like this. It's much more complicated. Yeah. But they, this country that managed to say no to the debt, they usually seem to be doing very good, very fast. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the, the threat usually is, um, let's say the US was lending a lot of money to Iceland, mm. and Iceland doesn't want to pay their debts, then the US will uh, take sanctions and will say, like, okay, we'll block all the, the commerce, for example, with you, Will um, will yeah. stop a lot of things going to your island, especially on Thailand. It will be costly, and this is what they try yeah. to do with Russia. Or even more importantly, they will deny the access to the market of the United States. That's even more important. But they yes, use. that's what they can do. That's yeah. why they're yeah. so powerful. Yeah, the, the, one of the reasons. The market is very, very big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, it's can a country bear such uh, sanctions? Well, it seems in the case of Russia, that is uh, cited in the <laughs> in the book, mm-hmm. that it uh, wasn't so hard actually. Okay, and which way? Uh, let me just take one. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> let's check your little notes. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, basically the example of Russia is that after the war, they had a lot of debts uh, towards the European country. And they decided not to pay, and a lot of countries uh, were saying, like, we, we might invade you. That's mm-hmm. what happens a lot, actually. Like, uh, war can usually happen because of debt history. Mm. Like, it can either be the one that is lending the money, saying, like, oh, if you don't pay me, I have the right to uh, invade you and uh, take what I, I want to. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's what they will do on an individual level, is they go to your house, take your TV, and uh, yeah. sell it the way they want, and probably, yeah. like... Uh, the, every money they have to expend to go to your place and do all these things, they will make you pay for it as well. So you never get out of these steps and then you get completely colonized and it's the end. Mm-hmm. Or what can happen sometimes as well is the people that have been uh, receiving the money, usually to create an army, they say, oh, mm-hmm. it's too much money to pay. I have an army now. <laughs> <laughs> I will invade you. <laughs> I will wage war on you and then I will colonize you. <laughs> like This is what I really like in this world of finance any difference of uh, science when we have a lot of uh, ethics and we just have to to look at what is at uh, understand how the world already is it's just a work of understanding mm. here in finance it feel like the, the the spectrum of action you can do is just everything like anything uh, yes. you can to function anything you can imagine to work it's enough and you do that like for example some people lending money it's it's very okay to lend money to a country so they can buy things from you. So you win on both sides. That's very mm. often. Like an example of uh, Germany, for example, is very well known or said that Germany, they give money to countries. They they do some. Uh, they let you have some credits, so mm. you can buy their cars. So that basically, at, you can reach a point when you give the money to the country to, so they can give you the money back, money but back. then they still have to pay you. So like you, you get so much richer. Yeah. Yeah, but hmm, I'm. I'm thinking about this as well uh, on another uh, example what I recently been crossing my path is about uh, China mm-hmm. and, uh, and they have this very big um, uh, 
program running is called Belt and Road Initiative. Belt and Road. <laughs> yeah, that's the the new uh, Silk Road of the twenty first century, and uh, this is a part, is a way how China wants to connect with Western, yeah, with Western world. I would say through mm -hmm. road and train train roads and from um, the sea. But basically, what they do as well, they finance a lot of infrastructure. What they do in they build ports in certain African uh, countries or mm -hmm. Asian countries, and and therefore they lend a lot of money to those governments. For example, the, the one very highly uh, uh, published published um, case is about Sri Lanka, that uh, that uh, China was lending a lot of money to Sri Lanka so that they could build a seaport. Which is important for China for, to for China yeah to get uh, good uh, trades back to China, but mm -hmm. uh, Sri Lanka was not even able to pay the debts back. So what China did, they just seized this uh, this part of land on Sri Lanka as a deposit for the money they didn't re receive. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, we and can now, reach that size of deposits yeah, now. <laughs> actually, it's now kind of yeah China, but yeah, but in Sri, Sri Lanka more or less. Mm -hmm. And what is so smart is that the, um, the the money they lend was as well useful for them. The infrastructure that have been built through this yep. money is something that will benefit them as well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, this is I just mean, so nice. I mean, this is now for China's uh, case, but uh, this is a kind of an. Uh, uh, it's not the first time, you know. Like uh, European powers did that before as well. So. Uh, yeah, everyone with money basically have been using these tools since very long, since uh, the 1800s and probably even before. I think for as long as the debt system could exist, there have been uh, practices like this. Yeah, I mean, this this debt well system is a way of, uh, and political one of the political tools you can use to make uh, put pressure on certain countries or regimes or to to reach your own kind of interest or goals mm -hmm. exactly so it's one of the maybe it's not so visible so it's maybe almost like how you say not soft politics but um, kind yeah, of uh, economical war so yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Almost called not cold war system. No, that's not the same thing. But it's a shadow war. Yeah, yeah. It's not so. Uh, it's probably also very difficult to trace because they use a lot of different bank accounts, uh, which is probably very. <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah. difficult to trace those money uh, flows. I think so. Yeah. I think the military intervention that we usually see and we remember through history books and American movie is just mm -hmm. the, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Like. Some people still believe that countries are sending their, um, their army just for pride reasons. For humanitarian uh, reasons? Uh, like for the bigger... Yes, I don't know. It, it can be interesting for a country to develop the, the, the social level of another country through mm. humanitarian action because it could become potential uh, partner later mm -hmm. on if they really manage to develop. I am not so knowledgeable in the the field of foreign aid, but I, from yeah. what I heard, is that it didn't work so good, and it mostly make uh, countries uh, dependent on these aids rather than yeah. uh, uh, independent and developed. Yeah, well, that's, that's what some, some some critics say, yeah, and other critics mentioned, yeah, it's, they do a good, very good stuff. <laughs> I think it's in in between usually. 
<laughs> yeah. These are pretty complicated issue. Yeah. Although one thing that I really want to say about finance and that a lot of people that are very recognized in this field always say is that finance is uh, intentionally made over complicated. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the regular uh, Mr. Svensson <laughs> will not be able to, or will think like, wow, wow, that's not for me, that's too complicated, I, I shouldn't deal with these things, I should let uh, competent people deal with that. And these competent people are just uh, the greediest, really, mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. the, the most competent. They just uh, will try to keep you out, and this create caste groups, and this is the society in which we live right now. Mm-hmm. But um, the author of the book, what does he try to uh, advocate for? Or, I mean, he tries to show what this depth politics is doing or he wants to make an argument or that's bad or what's his main goal of this book? Mm. That's a very good question. So according to our um, recent values, I will say, mm-hmm. the, the way he presents depth is uh, pretty... Uh, he presents them in a bad way. They are something evil. Mm. because it's a tool that uh, we use to oppress others in an, in a world in which we live nowadays in a, as a western european you think oppressing others no it's not good mm. no we shouldn't be doing that we we do in other ways but <laughs> like uh, economically in so mm. many ways but it's not uh, it's not something we like to think we do so he presents it in a bad way that way and he he gives the example of a guy called alexander sack yeah. And he's the guy who kind oh, of yeah, theorized okay. the the odious or obnoxious debts. Mm. That uh, the the one we made the rules about it, mm. uh, and the rules he made actually that's what he's uh, kind of highlighted in the book as an um, interesting thing, is that he make a lot of rules that shows how these debts can be used as a bad tool, as a uh, oppressing tool, but the man himself was pretty much uh, advocating for the depths. He, he liked this tool, he was uh, explaining as well how to use them toward other, uh, against other countries. Mm-hmm. But in these rules, basically, how to recognize that a debt is um, obnoxious or not and should be um, uh, renounced mm-hmm. to, uh, is basically if sh- the debt is contracted by a political power, and used uh, not for the interest of the nation. You mm. have to, to basically, it's very simple when you think about it, very straightforward. You have to look what the debt is used for. Mm. And so if it's used for the dictator to build a new swimming pool and buy a new gigantic boat, <laughs> then it's definitely in the interest of the nation. Yes, of course. <laughs> but I have a very nice uh, example of this, uh, the, uh, how a dictator can uh, use the money he received to build something uh, big. For example, mm-hmm. when I was, uh, I've been traveling for a month through Myanmar, and uh, Myanmar is also a uh, military dictatorship, actually. Mm-hmm. A and, nice place to be. Yeah, the country itself, the people are very nice, but the regime is unfortunately not so friendly, I would say, <laughs> yeah, to be on a very polite terms. When mm-hmm. the, and, the, and the former uh, president, he um he kind of received aid i think i know either from china or from the un to to use this money to help his people but instead mm-hmm. he used to build 
a whole new city and in the middle of nowhere. And <laughs> Las yeah, Vegas? That was, yeah, well, in the middle of the country, in the middle of nowhere, nobody knew that this cap, that would yeah, it become a new capital. But this capital was just designed from the, from the drawboard, like drawing paper. So nobody really lived there until the, the president decided, here's this, uh, the new capital. And it took a few years to build, and they're only very high buildings, but nobody lives there. So, <laughs> a ghost city. Yeah, it was really strange because I visited that city because uh, travelers, uh, backpackers mentioned to me it's very well, interesting to see because we were on the highway, which was uh, seven lanes each way, so 14 lanes. 14 lanes. <laughs> 14 lanes, and there were no cars on it. It was so strange. Still, nobody and lives there. Well, the, yeah, like government government if, uh, officials uh, live there, but this this city is maybe designed for a million people, but maybe like ten thousand live there, for example. So it is. It was like like the the, the most <laughs> ridiculous thing I have seen for for a very long time. Like uh, so much That's money being waste. Crazy. Yeah, it was. I don't know. And in the presidential palace, it was a huge. It was, oh. <laughs> yes, of course, for the for the benefit of the people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. About, about this kind of scam, there is something that is mentioned in the book that I found very funny. Uh, it was in the 1800s. And there is a, a guy that was called Gregor MacGregor. Like, okay. you can't invent it. It's uh, This guy had to be, you know. <laughs> and he made one of the, the most interesting uh, finance scam in history, from my okay. point of view. Uh, so basically, uh, you have the in finance you can trade anything, like really anything. Right now, it's even possible to trade um, uh, sustainable electricity rights. Like someone mm. is producing electricity through um, solar panels, and he, he gets a label, and he can sell this label. And so someone producing electricity with uh, coil will say, oh. Uh, actually, my electricity is clean because I bought the clean electricity from the other guy, and mm -hmm. his electricity is dirty now. <laughs> yeah. So many crazy things like this. So one of the things you can buy uh, in these wonderful markets is right of lands. Right of lands. Yeah, you can buy some kind of part of profit of a country mm -hmm. of a land. Uh huh. And uh, this Gregor McGregor in the 1800 again. Uh, was saying that he had, uh, he was the new king of a land somewhere in the new world, <laughs> and uh, he was like uh, imposed there, and he, he was he was going to create an empire there, everything like he, he kind of made real big thing, and he was he made everything right, like he even cr uh, created some boats so people can go and colonize his new land, like he, he was uh, selling the dream of the the, the new land, you know. <laughs> Uh, the thing is, obviously, you, you can guess was that this land did not exist. <laughs> there was nothing. But yeah. so, so many people were buying rice to this land and were trading it and were like uh, in, the, in the idea of selling them later when the land will be much more developed and much more yeah. profitable. But they were trading something and money had been exchanged around these uh, <laughs> things that doesn't exist. Oh my god. And one, one thing he mentioned that he did the thing so well, since um, Gregor McGregor was king, he even hired a guy to be his uh, shoe uh, cleaner. Cleaner, yeah. Uh -huh. Because he's going to be the king. And this guy went on one of the boats, went there, and so many people died during the travel, so many people <laughs> died over there because there yeah. was nothing. Yeah. And some people managed to come back, but 
Yeah, the, the guy flee with the money. I don't remember where, but he, he scammed everyone. That's a ballsy man. Wow. It so what, yes. The one, yeah, what I want to add to this thing, what you mentioned, that you can trade basically in everything nowadays. It has mm -hmm. more to do, I think, as well with people trust, having a trust in a system. And basically on this trust, they value the given a value to it and therefore they want to make a uh, money exchange or a currency exchange of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the reason why we, for example, United States has one of the highest depth, uh, depth, so you say, depth, um, uh, not rates, but in the world. Mm -hmm. The biggest uh, depth. Yeah, amount of the depth they have, what the country mm -hmm. can ha like can have, and but they also have half of the world's army. So yeah, who will um, go and get it? <laughs> I mean, uh, it, I think the trust in the market in the United States economy is pretty confident. So that's why they can still go to the market and lend money uh, because mm -hmm. people are still willing to give them money if they think, oh, the United States is not very. Uh, uh, a very trustworthy uh, partner. I mm -hmm. don't trust, uh, or I trust to give him money, but then I want a higher interest rate. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for example, if you're a smaller country, or not a smaller, but an economy like Argentina, for example, they have a lot of troubles with uh, with the economy of often yeah. with so high the inflation. They're, they're mentioned in the book, and they're part of these people of these countries that have to do this thing that I really hate just in the idea which to pay your first debt, you have to get another credit yeah. to pay the first one, but then you yeah. get even a bigger debt, but just you, you win some time by paying for this time. This like, Sounds like you... a catch-22 to me. Yes. Oh, oh <laughs> the loots. <laughs> <laughs> Making links between episodes. Listen to it, guys. <laughs> wink, wink. Wow. So yeah, you wanted to finish about uh, the idea you were developing? No, well, that's the, basically the... The circle of the, the, the yeah the trust or opposite like I think as well like this this depth cycle isn't like a downward spiral so um, uh, also this on this is on country level but I think also a lot of uh, families or individuals are also in this situation that they uh, what I know only from American uh, uh, stories is that a lot of people uh, in America have low wage uh, uh, work mm -hmm. and often they have two jobs just uh, some people and they're not even able to pay their debts and then they, they'd have to take a loan from the bank in order to pay the other the loan. and then you're stuck then you it's, start, the end. it's a very difficult life and it's true what you said about the american debt like i heard some people mentioning the fact that it's so big like a big part of the american debt is actually a student loan it's yeah. crazy and like people are kind of wondering, this uh, this kind of debts are like bubbles growing and growing and growing in a volcano, and nobody knows when it's going to explode. And everyone is uh, hoping it's uh, they can guess when it's going to explode to still make money out of it. But when it explodes, it will make some damage. Well, we had the previous one already through uh, the credit crisis. Yes, that was one of the bubbles as well. So, and that's a very interesting subject. But I believe it should be in the subject for another episode yep. because we kind of uh, running out of time. Uh, we already, time. you are the notalist for the time. <laughs> <laughs> I am the time master. Yeah. How uh, how many minutes do we have? 
Uh, we over 30 already. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, then we have and to wrap it up. Yeah, so just yeah. to summarize, uh, debt can be used as a tool by the country lending the money mm -hmm. to then take uh, the political decision for the country that owes you money. Mm. That's a way. And so then everything can happen. The country can rebel, say, I won't pay. The country can say, I will use my new army to attack you. Uh, and all the country paying can say, oh, you didn't pay me back. I invade you. Or they just have to find an excuse. Very easy. Mm. Like uh, this kind of thing happened a lot. And just one uh, small fact that I find very funny is the fact that the, the people who lend the most money in the world to other countries, uh, the principal country lending money, are as well the country that sells the most weapon. <laughs> so pretty much... Uh, so France, uh, Germany, United States, yes. Great Britain? Mm, I think so. I'm not sure. I feel ashamed not knowing that. Oh. But like basically the, the country that are... Um, permanent member of the UN. Uh, it's usually yeah, yeah. a good uh, rule of thumb to rule yeah. of thumb to know yeah. that they are the most uh, weapon sellers. G8 or G7. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So okay. about this um, on this great news, we leave you uh, until next week. Hope yeah. to hear yeah. about your feedback. Yes, yes, yes. Then uh, next week, I was yes. pretty happy doing this episode. Yeah. I, I hope I was clear because. Uh, Sometimes I can be a bit messy, but uh, it's a very interesting thing. Keep on learning. This was just the beginning for you guys. If you get interested interested in this subject, keep on getting curious. Read your own books, and we will um, still be there to uh, start some new sparkle of interest for you guys. Exactly. And next time it's uh, probably my turn for a mm -hmm. different book, will be ha which will have a little bit similar. Uh, themes what you were discussing about of politics and uh, using Either. money so but i will keep you uh, into uh, what you say in the vintage yeah about it what it will be keep me updated we will keep you updated <laughs> so okay. okay so thank you elio thank you and we see each other soon again thank you hey do hey do